Hello, everyone, and welcome to David and Nicole's Survivor Podcast. I'm David, and with me, as always, is... Hello! Sorry. <laughs> hello! <laughs> I think I already said the hello, Nicole. <laughs> but I'm glad you are excited to say hello, too. You must be excited that we're having Yao Man Chan on the podcast today. I am! I'm so excited and nervous at the same time. This is Yao Man, guys. So anyways, I'm David, and with me as always is... Nicole. <laughs> Alright. Uh, like we said, Young Man is going to be on the line with us just in just a little bit to talk with us about Survivor South Pacific and his experiences on the show. We're super excited about that, but first, we have some Survivor announcements. Alright, so ratings this week were low, um, 7.9 million, but you know, it's a Thanksgiving holiday going on, and it was a recap episode, so, you know, it's pretty good ratings considering that. Yep, definitely. Also, just want to let you know that later on this week, talking about the next episode of Survivor, we're going to have Sean Fafaro on the podcast. Really excited to uh, talk with him. He was on our podcast last season. He had really good insights in the show, and we're excited to, to hear what he has to say again this season. All right, so should we talk to Yao Man? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Here we are. Oh. All right, guys, this is the one and only Yao Man Chan. Yao Man, how are you doing? Pretty good. Um, so we are super excited to have you on. We're big fans uh, of you on Survivor. Uh, and we wanted to talk about uh, this season and the seasons you were on. But let's talk about Survivor South Pacific first. Uh, what, did you, what do you think of this season as a whole so far? Are you a fan of South Pacific? Do you think it's... Eh, an okay season. What are your thoughts? It's okay. I'm not a fan of the Redemption Island theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I know they're trying to do something different, but it's it's one of these where because of that uh, little uh, minimal challenge on, on that island, they, they have to do with only one challenge every episode instead of two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, and, and the Redemption Island challenges always have to be whippy, right? Because yeah. <laughs> what happened is in the other challenges, they are built, you know, like six six months ahead of time. They're very elaborate. They all test out. Whereas the one in uh, uh, Redemption Island, they have to build it in a day. So it has to be sort of portable. Yeah. So it's never really sophisticated. So. Yeah, I've, I've also, yeah, all the challenges are very... Uh, anticlimactic, I, I really think in Redemption Island, like shuffleboard and beanbag tossing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to see people wrestling and going through obstacle courses more and not necessarily sliding a puck. <laughs> right. The, the other thing about it is because they built it, you know, on the fly, right, you know, this, uh, it's not built ahead of time like the other ones. The other ones built ahead of time for a specific number of people, right? Yeah. So the challenge is built for six people, the challenge is built for five people, so on, right? Yeah. So they cannot, like, oh, the brainy guys left, let's do the brainy challenge. They cannot switch it around. Whereas in the Redemption Island, they could maneuver it and say, let's see, you know, we have all these up our sleeve, which one are we going to do? Right? So they can actually control it to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've always missed having reward challenges. I think it adds so much to the show. And then right. I I also think it it takes away from the show not having it being final that they're voted out. Right, right. So yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Redemption Island. I don't think it's really brought that much to the game. Anyone who's come back has pretty much immediately gotten voted out again. <laughs> yeah, because they, they didn't get to socialize and a lot have gone on that they don't know about. Yeah, they are at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, let's talk about some of the people on the show right now. We've got Cochran. He's a very um, important player. He's done a lot of things in the game. And do you think that he has a chance of going to the end, or do you think he's the next person out? I think he has a chance of going to the end. Mm-hmm. He really does. He's one of these uh, players who's, you know, who uh, basically say, anybody but me. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's a he's flexible enough to jump around and, mm-hmm. and do whatever it needs to do to stay in there. So I think you could make it end. And I don't think you'll win, but mm-hmm. I guess it depends who he who he get there with, right? If, if he gets there with a couple of people like Adler and Brendan, oh, sure, he'll win. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, in the country of the blind, the one eye is the king. But if he get brought there by uh, a coach or Aussie, no, mm-hmm. I don't think he'll win. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you watch the uh, recap episode? I watch only half of it. I I, I can't stand watching recaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me, it's like. Why did they show all this? You know, doing the episodes in the right sequence. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see the story time with Cochran? <laughs> uh, no. Apparently, uh, Elise asked Cochran to to uh, to tell him tell her a story. So Cochran decides to tell her the story of when he is in kindergarten and has an accident in his pants. <laughs> oh. I'm glad I didn't watch that. <laughs> I would not have liked him then. I mean, I actually like like him. I begin to like him. You know, it's, yeah. it's just like uh, I, he remind me of myself. You know, thirty years ago, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just think of all the stories to when someone tells you, right. just tell exactly. me a story. That's immediately what you come to. <laughs> I mean, you could make up some fantastic stories too, right? I mean, who cares? I mean, you're telling a story. Someone tells you a story. Someone asks me to tell a story. I'm going to tell them a story, right? Yeah. I have a real story. Or I can do a story that I'm going to, you know, make up a lot of elaborate, you know, uh, uh, situations around it. Why not? It's a story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe since he's spent so much time around Coach now, he'll be better at telling stories. Right. <laughs> I'm enjoying Coach this season, though. I mean, uh, it, the first season he was really annoying, and then second season was totally crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he he's beginning to really get it together. I mean, he, he's turned out he's a good psychological counselor, right, for for Brandon and all that. So I, I'm very impressed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's definitely seemed to uh, have a much better strategic and/or social game. Yes. Yeah, so do you think that he is the same coach as he has been in previous seasons? Um, do you think like it's the editing, that the way they edit it, he looks, seems different now? Or what do you think about that? I, I think it's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, he may have uh, sort of watched himself the last two seasons and decide that he didn't like... You know, it was fun and so on to do all those crazy things, right? Yeah. And so when he watched himself, he said, oh, if I get a chance to go on, I'm going to play it more straight and see if I can mm-hmm. do better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think he really is trying. So, for example, his little pet talks with, with Brandon and with all his little people and all that, I, I don't think he's faking it. I think he, he really genuinely, you know, wants to get them under his wings and, and help them move on to the next stage. So in, in that sense, I think he's being very real. We've seen Coach be very religious this season. Um, probably, the question is what religion, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's very been interesting, and he seems to especially do it around Brandon and everything. Do you think Coach is really uh, religious or into God a lot, or is he using that more as a way to control Brandon? I think it's more to control Brandon, to, to let Brandon... See, Brandon is a very naive Christian, right? I mean, yeah. it's really mm-hmm. shallow, superstitious, naive, right? I mean, no... I mean, as someone who, who grew up in the in a mission school, I mean, I'm just embarrassed that, you know, that some of the things he does. And yeah. So I understand he's a young young person. You know, maybe in a few years he looked back and said, oh, my God, <laughs> did I actually say that? And I hope he grows up, you know. And, and, and I think Coach understand that and is trying to exploit his naivete and, and try to show him. I mean, if, if you are a Christian, a practicing Christian, uh, for, for, you know, with, with some maturity, you look at Coach and so, really, you know, what kind of a church is that? You know, you're mixing up New Age and, 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 and Tai Chi and, and all this, you know, uh, gobbledygook, you know, Deepak Chopra, you know, all the world's with you and, and, and things like that. It's like, come on, really? And, and you get away with that? Fine. I mean, with Brandon, it's okay. You know, as long as you, you, you say the right prayer at the same time, he's going to come along, right? But I don't know what he is. I really don't. <laughs> so, we've it, this season was all coach versus Ozzy. What do you think of Ozzy this season? I know you played with him in fans versus the favorites a little bit. Do you think he's improved his game at all? Because it definitely no, he is not a social person. He the way he can win is by winning every challenge. 
when you right if, if he makes it to the merge and if he can win every he makes a run for it every challenge he has to win he can that's how he can win mm-hmm. right and by the time he gets to the final he would be make he can make a simple jurist jurist speech and say hey look uh, what did I do here I win all this challenge I deserve it and he have gotten the vote right he had no social game mm-hmm. and so you can see that he, he does it right and and he, he hasn't changed and the guy is good I mean when I was with him in, in Micronesia the fans was his favorite I, he, I, I was just so impressed he can swim faster than I can run right <laughs> <laughs> and he go diving for for shells uh, for seashells and so on I mean, we, we go, oh my God, you know, he must be stuck underneath, you know, get caught in some coral rocks because he was, he disappeared like for minutes. <laughs> wow. I mean, he can just dive and stay down there. And here we are on shore looking out and go, oh, someone could get him. He's just drowning. <laughs> and then, you know, it was like two and a half minutes later, he appeared. Right? Totally impressed. <laughs> yeah. It definitely seems like Redemption Island is like the perfect uh, place for Aussie. If Survivor was just like Redemption Island and winning duels, there'd probably be no question that Ozzy would, Absolutely that would, would win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if it's all about challenge and nothing else, oh, he, mm-hmm. he, he would just walk over, he would just win. But unfortunately for him, that's only one-third of the game. So <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> so did you see the, uh, in, in the recap show, they showed a scene of Papa Bear giving Cochran advice on how to pick up women. Yes, I saw that. That's just too hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, my question is, would you ever take advice from Papa Bear? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, that was just too funny. I, I, I forgot how did that, what triggered that conversation? I it don't... just came out of the blue, yeah, blue right? All yeah. Hawkin <laughs> had some, was staring at the women, right? I guess and, so, yeah. And, and it was sort of... Uh, and was caught staring, and then he turned turn away, and, and, and somehow, yeah, that's just too weird. <laughs> I think the advice was comment on their earrings and wear yes. a tight shirt. <laughs> right, and, and what's her name came up and said, no, that's not what I want people to say to me. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> he tried it out on it Whitney, just, and Whitney did not like Whitney, it. <laughs> right? Whitney said, just put him down right away. Oh, come on, Whitney be nice to the guy, right? <laughs> Humor him at least. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also in the recap, we saw Whitney and Keith. We saw more of their like relationship oh, and, that, and, that, and yes, romance yes. and everything. And we sort of saw Cochran just sort of laying Cochran, there. Yes, being the, the third wheel there, right? Yeah, in the shelter <laughs> with them. Uh, right. I was I was wondering if you ever got caught in the shelter with Ozzy and Amanda from Fans vs. No, it was actually it was a double banger up there in the case. It was Amanda and... Ozzy and Poverty and James. <laughs> there were two couples making out. Like, <laughs> like, don't know that? Come on, you guys. <laughs> and, and, the, and what is so weird is that, I mean, we have not had a shower or a bath. We have not brushed our teeth for, what, four, four and a half, five weeks? Like, really want to kiss you? <laughs> yeah. Like, think about that, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely something that's... Uh... It's an acquired taste. <laughs> we also saw in the recap episode there was... Uh, we saw Brandon doing a lot of uh, spear fishing and everything uh, for his tribe. And I think I think Coach referred to him as the new Ozzy. Do you think Brandon compares it all to the new Ozzy? So I'm sure it's all editing because all the fish he caught are tiny, teeny-weeny. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ozzy caught caught a really huge one. (laughs) Okay, we got the comparison here. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think Brandon is actually playing the game? Does he have strategy? Or is he sort of just trying to prove a point? (laughs) I think he's just trying to prove a point. Mm -hmm. Right. He's very earnest. He's he's, he's really, you know, just he's lost there. I mean, yeah. he needs to understand this is a game. You know, people, everybody who watch it, understand it. You don't have to use this to make a point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that's why they selected him. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think he's very young, and he's just going in there playing with his emotions, and yes. you know, he really isn't 
doesn't have a very good strategy in the game, and I don't think that he has the potential to win based off of the way that he's been playing. Right, and that's why he will go far, right? Because somebody like <laughs> Coach, somebody who, who understands the game, say, look, drag this guy along with you to the end. You will win because nobody will vote for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's just a lot of stigma of being Russell's nephew and just the baggage that comes with that. Because it's the first time ever on Survivor that we sort of had a, a person who's related to another person. Right. Mm-hmm. And also to be to talk about that, right, when we were on Survivor, we were told, you know, we did a lot of talking and so on that we'll never make it on, on the show because we were told that we should not talk about other survivors or other seasons. They don't want us to talk about it. Hmm. Right. So, but here they're, they're talking about uh, Russell and so on. So it was uh, on purpose that they put him there, I think, just oh, yeah. for that reason. Definitely. Just to let, oh, Russell's on again? Sort of a thing. Right. Just that thing. And even to the point where that one episode, they infused a picture of him and Russell it, walking yeah. down the beach together. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Another Brandon moment in the recap happened where he, uh, they had two chickens left, and he accidentally let one go and let it free. Right. And then he accidentally killed the other one. <laughs> so so the, the question is, remember in... Uh... A few other seasons, I forgot which season, when uh, somebody let the chicken go and got really uh, in trouble for it, and, and people mm-hmm. never let him forget it. Who was that girl? I think it was Shambo, the... wasn't it? Sham- oh, yeah, Shambo, yeah. And so here he lets chicken go, and there were no consequence, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, should people be going after him and just keep, you know, needling him and nagging him all along? But he seems to have gotten away with it. Yeah, I think there are certain people. I think Albert's getting really annoyed with him. But Coach, you know, he's so smart and realizes he needs to take him with the end. So I think Coach is very much shielding and protecting Brandon. Right, say, yeah, just give him a pass on this, you know, and so on. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it was a good move for Cochran to switch? I, I can see it both ways, right? I, I think yeah. Cochran is way over-analyzing this game. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's such a fan. He has been watching it since day one, and so he knows all the strategy and so on. And, and he's just—it's like playing chess, and he's he's looking too many steps ahead, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which may not be such a good idea because it it will work only if everybody else is also looking at many steps ahead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you run into people who are not as analytical as you are, and you overanalyze it, and the other people are playing right off, you know, right from the heart, and do things because uh, against you because they just got annoyed for that moment or, or just out of emotion, well, all your analysis, all your analyzing will backfire on you, mm-hmm. right? Because if, if if the way he thinks of it and say, look, if I am going to be stay loyal to to Aussie and everybody. I'm going to be only at this level. They won't take me on uh, all the way to the end. So if I can switch, at least I can move up a few notches. Fine. If that's the way you want to play, if everybody is thinking like you are, right, but you're going to run into people who just say, the heck with you. I could go after you because you dis our tribe. Mm-hmm. So then you'll be in trouble. And not only that, he hardly know the other tribe. So maybe he had conversation with coach to, to really trust coach. But otherwise, he's taking a big risk that the other tribe will say, oh, he's a double agent. We're going to get rid of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, there's definitely pros and cons to the issue. Right. Uh, I think uh, time will tell how far he gets it, makes it in the game. Um, but I definitely think it has the potential to be a very good move. Mm-hmm. Yes. The other big move this season was Ozzy pretty much voting himself out and going to Redemption Island. What what did you think of of that move? That was cocky, right? Yeah, <laughs> that definitely. was. I mean, he was so sure he's gonna beat Christine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it that he actually did that. So, and not only that, to to be away from the tribe for a few days, right? Mm-hmm. And to know that he can come back and still have the loyalty. Well, it turned out he didn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very very uh, you know uh, aggressive move. 
basically. Yeah, and of, of all the people on your tribe to choose to be the double agent, you t- you choose the one who's most likely to flip over to the other side. Exactly. <laughs> it, it also it can be predictable in this case, right? So you know who you're going up against, right? Yeah. So you go, oh, Christine's dead. Yes, I can. I know with you know seventy, eighty percent chance I can beat her. So now you you can play it that way. Yeah. Well, in in the whole the basic rule of Survivor is don't get voted out, and when it becomes a strategy to vote yourself out, uh, yeah, I, I don't it, really it, like that. Too weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think of uh, Edna? We haven't really talked about her. I like her. She's the and she's the doctor, right? She's the uh, yeah, yeah. She's the yeah. anesthesiologist. Yeah. So, but she's not playing it very hard, right? She's just trying to ride coattails all yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. Very under the radar. Right. Uh, another under the radar, Rick. What do you think of Rick? Rick. <laughs> I don't even know anything about him. <laughs> a guy by the name of Rick. <laughs> all I know is he has a cowboy hat and a mustache. <laughs> Occasionally the they'll pan over to him. Is Albert, right? Albert. Oh, Think Albert. About... Who's Albert? <laughs> We've been getting to see a little bit more of him uh, later on these past couple of episodes, and he really just seems antsy to make a move, um, okay. but doesn't really have anyone else to really go with him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it looks like he has not made any good alliance and haven't made any good sub-alliance within his alliance. To, to try and make a big move. Yeah. I mean, he sort of has something going with, with Sophie, but Sophie's, I think, a lot more, has more solid where I know, you know, it's one thing to make a move to make a move. It's another thing to make a move when it's right for you. And I think Sophie's more hesitant and realized we have to wait till the time is right. Yeah. So who do you think will come on t- out on top, Coach or Albert? I think Coach will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think Coach really have a lot of his alliance wrapped around his fingers, so they they will remain loyal to him for whatever reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He has so many people who are who are following him that it's sort of hard. I don't I don't see a lot of them switching to go on Albert's side. Yeah. So I, I have a suspicion that when they have returning players like this, like last season, same yeah. thing. They're picking the other players to really be gaga over these, you know, former players, right? Yeah. Look at them. Look at uh, last season with with Boston Rob. I mean, these people were, basically, you know, pretty much peeing their pants when they saw him. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're real fans of these people, and so same here. I mean, they they must be real fans of of Coach and real fans of Ozzy. Had Ozzy not sort of becomes a little bit childish and arrogant. I think he could have just, you know, carried these people along. Yeah, I definitely noticed in a lot of reality shows, it seems whenever they have returning players, they seem to choose very naive and starry-eyed people. Uh, Starry-eyed is is, is the word for it. Yeah, they they just just starry-eyed. They saw, oh, coach, oh, my God, you know, I get to... (laughs) eat with coach and, and hang out with him yeah. I mean because we even saw that in fans versus favorites um, in the most recent season of Big Brother I don't know if you right. watched that but they had returning players and pretty much all the new people were just basically whatever the returning players want is what we'll do right. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems whenever they want to have the returning people the stars, stay on as long as they can. So I, I definitely agree with you that they try to pick people who are not going to vote them out right away, but really try to to be starstruck and bring them along. At the beginning of these seasons, I always think they're going to get the returning players out right away because, you know, they've already had a chance to play. They have the experience. They're returning for a reason, you know. People like them. They know something about how to play the game. And yet it seems like people like to keep them around anyways. And, you know, it just shows this is why they're returning. They do have some experience and they know how to play the game. Starting last season, when I heard about you know Redemption Island, that is not just another island where where a voted out player get to redeem himself or herself, but rather that there will be a couple of players coming back who have played before to try and redeem themselves. Right, there's two meaning of that Redemption Island theme, 
And when I heard about that, I thought, oh, well, what chance do they have? Because if I were the other players, as soon as these returning players come in, if I have a chance, I'll just vote them out, right? Yeah. Why would you want to play with them? So, but it turned out that no, they're all starry eye and they wanted to hang out with them, which is how they get to hang around. Yeah, and I think I think them being able to watch last season had two distinct thoughts that weighed on them. The first is Boston Rob won. We can't let right. that happen again. But the other one is the one tribe specifically lost to vote Russell out, and then they dug themselves in a grave and lost. So they, I think they were trying to find that balance of keeping them in for a little bit and then getting them out when necessary. But the problem is when you give them that much time, they start to, to bond and really show their strength and why they're returning players and infiltrate everyone else and then they're in control of the game. Yes, I agree. I mean, it's 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 really strange that, that, that both, on both seasons, the returning players can, can get so far and get away with so much. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's move on and talk about uh, your experiences on Survivor then. So, um, why did you want to be on Survivor? Uh, for the million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> there shouldn't be a, there should be no other reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. I mean, why would you want to put up with bug bites and, <laughs> and, and hunger and dirt and, and nasty people, uh, and not having shower or brush your teeth for six weeks? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're in for the adventure and so on. But you know, I have all the adventure in my life. You know, but. A million dollars I don't have, so go for the million. <laughs> so then, how did you get cast on the show? I was one of the recruits. Uh, they were looking for older people. They were looking for uh, Asians. So very few Asians apply to these shows, especially older people, older Asians. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I got lucky. So Nice. Um, you're, the first season you were in Fiji was uh, has a rare distinction of being the only season where someone like quit the day before it started filming. Um, yes. How aware of you were you of what was happening before the show started that someone was quitting? I was not the- aware at all, right? So before we got started, we were doing the staging. We had the photo. So there's like three days that when we flew into Fiji, we were staying in tents. Each one have our own tent. It's one of these nice uh, two-man tents. So, uh, this is the staging time. We have to do the, you know, the publicity photos and the interviews with the magazines and all that, right? Yeah. So, and we were not allowed to talk to each other. We couldn't even look at each other for more, more than 30 seconds without being yelled at, right? Oh, wow. And of course, they threaten you and say, if you disobey us, we'll, we'll kick you, send you home and uh-huh. you don't get to play. So... Uh, the night before we got launched onto the island, we heard a, I heard a lot of rumbling in the tent next to me, right? Lots of whispering and talking, and I didn't think very much about it. And then, and then the next day when, when we were waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning and given our, our little uh, carry and water bottle and get sent off to the island, uh, when we were loading onto the boats, we were loaded into two boats, right? Mm-hmm. Then I just realized, oh my God, how come there's not even number of people in each boat, right? <laughs> there should be 20 of us, there should be 10 each, simple. But it was not, they were trying to figure out how to load up the people, there were two boats. And so that's when I realized, we're an odd number. <laughs> and 19, that's the first time I realized, and I couldn't figure out who's missing. Because we didn't actually you know, know these people yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have to retake like the cast photo and everything then? No, it didn't. If you look at our cast photo, there was a good Photoshop job. <laughs> uh, the missing uh, Melissa was on the top level. I think he's next to Cassandra or something like that. Yeah, there, there's a, definitely a hole with it. <laughs> yeah, they photoshopped it out. Nice. So, um, in the game, you formed an alliance with Earl. How early on did that alliance begin? That formed very, very early. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as, as soon as, in fact, while we were just building the shelter, uh, it sort of, uh, see, 
when we first met on the island, that's the first time we get to know each other. Mm -hmm. When we get to know, uh, get to know each other's name. You remember where I introduced myself to Boo and I spell my name and then Boo, Boo said, "I am Boo B O O." Right? Oh, it's too funny. Like, yes, spell Boo for me. Uh, that's when I realized, oh my God, you know. These people are big, especially the men, right? They're huge. They're muscle for muscle. There's no way I can compete with these people. Mm -hmm. So just talking to a few, and I talked to Earl. He's very soft-spoken and seems very together. So I, I decide that you know here's a guy that really I can relate to intellectually, uh, and and he's not the strongest guy either. Although I thought he looks very strong, and it turned out he's not, right? <laughs> yeah. But at least at that time, I said you know I need to team up with some guy who's you know, big and strong is going to protect me. And that's when we pretty much, you know, decide on the alliance. And, and when we get to do this, uh, the picking of the tribe business, that I was glad to be picked on the same tribe as he was. So we, we ended up together. Yeah. So uh, there was a lot of interesting characters in Fiji. Um, who was the most difficult person to live with in Fiji? <laughs> oh, it's got to be James. Yeah, um, Rocky, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he doesn't talk very much. I don't understand most of the things he says. <laughs> but, but he has a really hair-trigger temper. So so I'm like, I better not talk to him. You know, I'm like, I don't get yelled at. I don't know if I say the wrong. He's the guy who made uh, uh, Anthony Robinson cry, right? Yeah. You know, you whip. You know, like, so what, what it turned out is that he he was he's a chain smoker, uh. <laughs> and there's no smoking on the island, right? Yeah. So he must be really stressed out to the max. Because <laughs> when when I ran into him in the uh, at the finale, you know, we were pulling up in a in a limo to to the hotel, and he was standing by the curbside smoking nonstop, right? And he would say <laughs> hello. He was smoking, and then we came into the lobby, and after I sh and then you know he. He's, went back out and he was smoking the guy is non-stop smoking so. <laughs> speaking of uh of rocky uh did he ever let you call jeff on the jeff phone no <laughs> <laughs> okay well um one thing i was really impressed with on the season was how you found the hidden immunity idol and i'm just wondering how long did it take you to find it it, it actually took a while because you know uh, what I worry about is because there they, they buried the, the hidden middle idol right under where we were sleeping, right? Mm. So Earl have to help get the troops, get the people away from the from the island, you know, mm -hmm. go get the boat back or whatever. And so I was in such a hurry, I didn't dig deep enough. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It turned out that they, it was buried quite deep, and I didn't realize how deep I have to dig. So I actually deep, dug a lot wider space than I should. Right, mm -hmm. I, the instruction pretty much says right under the highest point of the entrance of the of the cave, and so the highest point of the entrance of the cave. You remember the cave is not a very well defined arch; it's sort of a flat, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, uh, asymmetrical looking arch. So it's like, what is really the highest point? It wasn't well defined, but definitely, you know, you can see if you step really way far back and say, okay, this is the highest point, and you go digging, and I don't see anything, and I wasn't sure that's the highest point, so I ended up digging a wide swath of space when I shouldn't have. So it turned out to to take about almost a half an hour of digging. Wow. Because then I kept going deeper and deeper and deeper, and then finally found it. Yeah. So one of my favorite episodes of All of Survivor is the episode where Edgardo gets blindsided. How crazy um, was that uh, before Tribal Council was that time? Because it seemed like pure chaos. <laughs> yeah, because it was scrambling. Nobody knew what's going on. We weren't. That was right after the merge, right? Yeah. And so we didn't know who's who. Uh, we. I heard rumors that oh, uh, dreams have defected to the other side, or or that uh, Stacy uh, is back on our side. You know, so it's like. Uh, who's who's on what side? We weren't sure at all, so it was chaotic. It was like, okay, you know, it's like let's not overthink this and just go with whatever we have decided we were going to do. I mean, obviously, one of uh, your big, most memorable things is you giving uh, the car deal with Dreams and then him not fulfilling. Um, my question for you is: 
at the final five, did you and Earl ever consider siding with Boo and voting out Dreams then? No, he, Earl did, never did. I, I thought about it, and I made the mistake of checking in with Earl. I should have just leave him out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could have just gone with uh, to Stacy and Boo, right? And mm-hmm. say, let's vote up dreams and not even consult with Earl. Earl could not stand Boo. So Earl said, Boo is not to be trusted and so on. So I check, you know, with, with Earl and say, let's switch around and so on, but he would not hear about it. He says, no, 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 you know, stay with, stay with this alliance, which was, I guess, in hindsight, a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could have just blindsided uh, dreams and just get him out there. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the next season that you were in. You were in Fans versus Favorites. Did yes. you have a feeling that you might be voted out early, or did you think you were going to make it far? I Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I didn't know who it, that it's going to be Fans versus Favorites. Mm-hmm. So when, when it became, you know, once it became obvious it's Fans versus Favorites, uh, I was uh, worried that I would not last very long mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't know any of these people. Mm-hmm. I wish I had been, you know, I'm not a social person. I'm really, in fact, quite antisocial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get to know these people, whereas, the, you know, these other players, they have got to know each other and mm-hmm. so on outside the show. Yeah. And so they may have some feelings for each other and some alliance I had done. So uh, I, I didn't think I would get very far, but I didn't think I'll get out so early either. What did it feel like to slam Johnny Fairplay's head into the side of the boat? <laughs> well, actually, if you watch the the, 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 the video pro- carefully, I didn't actually slam him. He almost got slammed. <laughs> I, I just dove for that thing, and, and, and he dove for it, too. And, and you know, he sort of basically hit it himself. <laughs> and then you end up just telling telling Kathy, oh, it's right there, pick it up. Pick it up, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. What do I do with it? <laughs> yeah, I found that to be really funny. Um, so, if you had made it farther farther into the game, would you have aligned yourself with the fans or the faves? I don't know. It depends who I get to know, right? So, I, I think I would have aligned with the with with some of the fans because they look like very interesting people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely very starry-eyed too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, it, I would have taken Kathy all the way with me, right? Yeah, <laughs> if only she hadn't have had a mental breakdown. <laughs> right, and tried to chop her own fingers off. <laughs> so, so I don't know if you read my story about Kathy at at the Ponderosa, right? So, so you know, I was, you know, Kathy showed up. On a night when we when we were having dinner at Punta Rosa, Kathy mm-hmm. showed up a night that we know was not supposed to be tribal council night, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we were surprised that something must have happened. So she just sat down in front of the TV and she started smoking, right? <laughs> <laughs> she just nonstop smoking. She's smoking, and her cigarette butts were piling up and piling up, and and so. She didn't want to join us for dinner, and after dinner, you know, she just sat in front of the TV. I said, uh, "Kathy, you know, she still had her clothes on from the from the game, and she haven't even washed up yet." I said, "You know, you should go wash up, and you'll feel better." And she go, "Oh, I can't stand to be alone. I cannot stand, you know, to be alone." I said, "Oh, it's one of the uh, girls here, or one of the uh, production assistants. Well, they'll go with you, help you out. You know, you're gonna feel much, much better if you clean up." And she go, "I can't stand water." Right? I go, "Oh my God, we're in trouble here." <laughs> so I left her alone. So this was late night, right? So she just sat there. And she just kept smoking. All she did was smoke. The next morning. I woke up. I was one of the first to wake up. I woke up at around six o'clock, six thirty, and and Kathy was sitting there in the same position, right, still smoking. <laughs> the only thing is different is that the pile of cigarette butts is now you know three times higher. Go, wow. Oh my God, we're in trouble. <laughs> the first thing she said to me is, she goes, "Yeah, man, you know we're running. We are running out of cigarettes. <laughs> we can find some more cigarettes." Right? <laughs> no, I, I usually am so against smoking. I I would be the last one to help someone find more cigarettes. Right? <laughs> and when she said that, you know, I go, don't worry.
sure we can find something. <laughs> I can't believe I said that to her. <laughs> so I went to find the uh, to to find the doctor or one of the production assistants. And I go, you know, oh, you know, you guys need to get a doctor for Kathy. You know, <laughs> please get her to the doctor. <laughs> she haven't moved since last night, and all she did was smoke cigarettes. <laughs> that was a crazy night. Wow. So how long did it take for her to get back into normal? <laughs> I don't know because she did, she ended up not going to you know after the last jury member non jury comes to Ponderosa we get to go for a long trip mm-hmm. in you know five star resort we end up going to Phuket Thailand to you know enjoy ourselves to the end end of the filming she didn't she didn't get to go with us oh that's... they sent her home wow yeah <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how crazy it got. <laughs> yeah, if, definitely for those people who say that she's just a quitter, there's definitely a big difference between no, she her. She went crazy. I know, yeah, she really went off the deep end. Yeah. No, it was scary. I mean, she was like same position. You know, just the cigarette butt pile was higher. She moved at all. Just smoked. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> wow. Well, we we had a couple uh, fan questions for you if you're willing to answer them. Okay. Uh, the first one is from Mark Clement. He wants to know, will you be at the finale? Uh, I don't think so. I have not been invited, and uh, I should go to one of the LA's finales. So, But no, I won't be, this, at least not this time. All right. Preston Orr wants to know, are the rumors true that you and Dreams are appearing on a web-only series, Survivor Secret Double Redemption Island? No, I wish that were true. <laughs> I will slap his head against the boat. <laughs> All right. Uh, Russ Bartlett wants to know, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Oh, that came from one of these uh, Doctor Who or something like that. <laughs> I, think, I don't remember. I think it's from Monty Python in Monty, the Holy oh, Grail. Yeah, Monty Python is one of these crazy British. <laughs> not, not into that. <laughs> All right, and uh, finally, Terry English wants to know, did you have a nice Thanksgiving? What was for dessert? I had a nice Thanksgiving for dessert was... I didn't eat dessert. I don't like pumpkin pie. <laughs> so I think they, they made me a uh, some kind of a pudding. Okay. All right, well, we are going to move on to the Fave 10. This is where we ask you 10 questions about your favorite things. They could either be about Survivor or about anything uh, anything at all. Uh, and we'll just go through them as fast as we can and see uh, how fast we can get them done. Are you up for it, Yao Man? Okay. All right. Number one, favorite, favorite in Micronesia. Your favorite, uh, other favorite on the show with you. The favorite, favorite, Eliza. Nice. Okay. Uh, what was your favorite? What is your favorite movie? My favorite movie. I don't go to movies hardly at all. <laughs> How far back do I go? I think I like uh, End of Thousand Days. It's the Sir Thomas More story, uh, King Henry the Eighth, and all that. Okay. End of Thousand Days. Uh, John Vier Bouge. Yeah. All right. Favorite challenge you played in. I have so many. I think my favorite was the uh, blindfolded, running the maze blindfolded. Mm-hmm. I beat Dreams by a long, wide margin. Like <laughs> you saw it on the show. It's like mm-hmm. I barely beat him. No, I beat him by like 20 minutes. <laughs> so impressive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, favorite season of Survivor that you wish you could have been on? Uh, favorite season? Oh, Vanuatu. I know a lot of people don't like Vanuatu. I like Vanuatu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you think you would have done on a tribe with all men? I would not do very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the feminine type. You know, I get along better with women. Yeah. All my, all the professional people who take care of my life, my attorney, my dentist, my doctor, all women. So. <laughs> all right. Favorite charity event? Favorite charity event has to be two of them i could pick which one is better the the one in kentucky with the kentucky firemen and police association mm-hmm. for the cosia children's hospital uh in louisville kentucky run by mark lynch very nice very well done really class act and then the other one is uh run by uh, uh it's the 
give the kids a whirl in celebration outside Orlando, Florida. Cool. Both oh. are very, very well done, very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is your favorite TV comedy? Big Bang Theory. Ah, oh, nice. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, your favorite non-strategic moment while you were on Survivor? Non-strategic. Oh, uh, going uh, when I won the reward challenge with eating the meat, and then so we got uh, flown by helicopter to do the uh, whitewater rafting. Mm-hmm. Uh... That was wonderful. Mm-hmm. We were rafting down this uh, whitewater uh, canyon in, in Fiji, and the water flowing down from the lava rock, and we oh. just opened our mouth and drink it. That's wow. what they bottle and sell it for four dollars a bottle here. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fiji water, man. Wow, wow. I'm yeah. jealous. <laughs> All right, what is your favorite restaurant? My favorite restaurant around my area. I used to have one that they closed, so I don't really have one right now. I have to go find one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if anyone knows of a good restaurant, Yao Man should check out. Let him know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite reality show other than Survivor? The Amazing Race. Yeah. Mm. Yep, that's a good one. How do you think you would do on The Amazing Race? I think I'd do well. Mm-hmm. I think I'd do well. You know, if, if I go on The Amazing Race... Uh, if they let me pick somebody to go with, I would go with uh, Rita Verreros from mm-hmm. my Fiji season. Yeah. Uh, Miss, Miss Venezuela, 1980-something, right? <laughs> she speaks three different languages. Yeah. Ooh. Right. Spanish and uh, French. Wow. And that's I think she majored in French and she speaks French. So with English, Spanish, French, and I speak Malay and Chinese. So between, you know... Between the two of us, you know, we got five languages. We do well. Yeah. Cool. All right, and our last one. Favorite survivor you wish you could have played with? Actually, Bob Crowley. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. We went through all ten. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we have greatly enjoyed uh, talking with you and hearing your thoughts of uh, Survivor and everything. Do you have anything that you would like to promote or let everyone know about? I like to promote science education. Help your science mm-hmm. teacher. Uh, we are losing it in this country. There's no reason for that. And so we need to, you know, shape up, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, take your kids to a science museum. Help out your science teachers, uh, you know, whatever you need to do, because we are losing it very fast, and that's not uh, expected. I mean, we are a country that sent a man to the moon. We're a country that invented the internet and all the electronic gadgets, right? We are starting. Mm-hmm. It's such a success that we start to take these things for granted. Mm-hmm. And oh. so now we have uh, people who are very anti-science and look at the politicians when they talk about science. I mean, it, it, it's just like they put it down to make fun of it, whereas, you know, they should be celebrating it. That's yeah. what made our country great. The, the economic engine is fueled by science and technology everywhere you look. And, you know, I hope people... Uh, I give science talks to schools and to libraries, and I try to get the message across. You know, don't, don't diss the science... Yes, sometimes it's ugly, sometimes it's messy, but that's how science is, right? Yeah. There are no simple answers. Uh, if you want quick answers, if you want you know exact answers, you know, go find yourself a philosopher or a religion, right? But science, yeah, it will eventually work, but it takes time. It's, it's uh, ugly and it's, it's, it's messy. There's a new movie out. I don't know if uh, it's still around. It's called Con- Contagion. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's about a, a virus uh, uh, that infected a community. Mm-hmm. That is scientifically very accurate. Cool. And how difficult it is, right? In this case, the scientists became the good guys and they won, whereas the, the radio jo- shock jocks and all the conspiracy theory, theories and so on, they end up looking bad, right? But uh, people didn't like the movie because it's slow, there's not enough action. Well, that's because the science is accurate. That mm. it, it takes time, it takes diligence, it takes hard-working people to, who's dedicated to it to make, make the, the result come out positive. So, mm-hmm. yeah, go see it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be uh, 
teacher. That's what I'm studying here in college. So I'm going to try to integrate that science, even if they don't want me to. I'll, I'll fight for it for you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it will help. It can only help because, you know, the last thing we want is to have to go buy our patents from, from India or China, right? I mean, the, really, I mean, right now we are making a lot of money from from our intellectual property rights, from our intellectual properties, right? We still have the most patents. We still have the most inventions. Uh, that's not going to last if we, if our children and our schools don't teach the science properly, don't encourage our youngsters to get into engineering and science. Mm -hmm. So... Well, uh, thank you so much, Yao Man, for coming on the podcast with us. Uh, we've really enjoyed talking with you. Um, and, uh, yeah, just thank you so much. We really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate nice it. Nice talking to you. Yeah, nice talking to you too. Bye. Bye. All right, so there was Yao Man Chan. Oh, we really enjoyed talking with him. A uh, lot of great insights in the show and just a, a very fun and entertaining person. Mm -hmm. Well, it's now time to move on to coming soon, uh, next episode of Survivor. The duel is going to be dish stacking. Who can top dishes or who can stack dishes on top of each other? Will it be Dawn, Whitney, or Ozzy? Also, there may be talk of getting Albert out. People want him out before they st he starts scrambling against them. And finally, Cochran has been now promoted to a young warrior by coach. <laughs> so stay tuned for this coming week's episode of Survivor, and uh, we'll find out what exactly those little snippets mean. All right, so now we're going to move on to the prediction game. Um, we don't have any points to tally up because it was a recap episode, but we're going to make our predictions for what's going to happen next. So who do you think will win immunity? I'm going to go with Sophie. Three for three. Three for three. <laughs> All right. I think it's going to be Albert. All right. And who will win the duel? Uh, I'm going to go really crazy, and I'm going to say Whitney. Ooh, interesting. Um, I'm just... I'm going to go with Ozzy. And who will get voted out? Got to go with Albert. Yep, there's lots of talk about that. But, you know, I was I was kind of rooting for Albert to win the game. So um, I'm going to just say Cochran. And uh, finally, who will get second in the duel? I'm going to say Don. I'm also going to say Don. Well, there you have it. There are our predictions. We'd love to hear your predictions as well. And you can do that by checking us out on our website, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. Also, if you want to hear from us on iTunes, we are on iTunes. It's David and Nicole's Survivor Podcast. Be sure to check us out. We'll have another podcast coming later in the week. We're talking with Sean Fafaro. Uh, he was on our podcast last season. We're really excited to have him back. He does a uh, blog every week about Survivor, so it'll be really interesting to talk with him and hear his thoughts on this season. Uh, other than that, do you have anything, Nicole? No. Nope. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye.